As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So I'm back. We are going to talk more about what we were talking about in terms of uh, what this podcast is going to look like. Um, eventually, I will bring some people over to talk about current events or situations that they may be facing and they want to discuss. I've got a, a couple of college kids who are trying to wrestle with a new social distancing issues that we are having to deal with because of the virus, the coronavirus that we are dealing with. Now, um, like I said earlier in a podcast that my goal is to encourage people and inspire people to uh, find the best life within themselves and find their greatness and know that they can do so much more than what uh, the adversity that they may be facing and what is doing to them. Anyways, um, one of the things that I've been dealing with with parents contacting me and talking to me and also I was talking about how um, a parent called me uh, about a four-year-old and what to do with the the constant questioning that this four-year-old is bringing that they didn't anticipate well, because we never know what is going to come out of a four-year-old's mouth. And so now we are seeing more and more of uh, questions that we were not anticipating or even imagining and is coming up. Um, but one thing I will tell parents is this. It's difficult, yes, and it's frustrating knowing that this situation has created a very um, stressful environment for both parent and child, but you can get through this with your child. And one of the first things to remember, especially when you're talking to a young child, is to create a dialogue that will be uh, manageable by the child, meaning that you want the child to receive what you tell them in a way that they can understand and make sense of it. Because children at this age are very, very imaginative. And because of that, you need to talk to them in a sense where they can use their own imagination and make it fun, um, create a story out of the situation to allow the child to 
think of it as something that they can handle. We don't want to scare them, of course. Um, so you want to try and deliver the truth of this coronavirus in a fa- much more gentle, calm, and, um, and of course, um, in a way that the child will be able to understand you and not have fear and anxiety. And of course, keeping up with their routine within reason, because most kids that age, they like to be outside, they want to go to their friends, they want to do all this stuff. There's going to be a, um, a strange new trend where you're going to have to create some sort of a, a way for them to kind of still see their friends and still talk to them. The only thing is they can't touch. And the best way to do it is through, um, I think, FaceTime is a great way to to give kids a chance to see their friends. Um, another way, the Skype, this other type of a, um, media outlet where you can have kids see each other and talk to each other. And I think it's even better to even create some sort of a, a fun game for them to play with each other online together. Or not even that. Uh, I think um, is imagine having children play hide and go seek on Skype. You know where each child had to guess where the other person may be hiding. You know they can still hear each other by talking, but they can't see each other. And then letting them try and figure it out. That's like another great way for them to become creative and do fun things, okay? Another way is um, parents can engage the kids in crafting. Where they did, they would do some sort of a crafting together on Skype or on FaceTime, and they're talking and doing the things together. And then when they're done, they show each other the stuff that they've done. It's another great way for parents to uh, allow kids to have a play date that way. And you can plan it and have a schedule for them to follow and actually sit with them and create the schedule together. And then when you're done creating your schedule and the other parents create their schedule, get on the phone together and talk about it with the children and show each other the schedules that you have. They'll be like, hey, I like to do mine like that too. Or you know what? I didn't see this. Maybe we can do this. Parents can dialogue with their parents, with other parents and their children and make it fun. Involve the child. Because when you do that, it lowers all their anxiety and they feel like they have some sort of um, a say. And it's another great way to encourage their independence and autonomy in a sense that they're engaging their thoughts and ideas and then get them to put their thoughts into the situation. I think all those uh, things are great for children to great to get to a place where they, for a while, they they might even forget about not being able to see each other physically, you know. And of course, according to what uh, the World Health Organization is advocating, is that you know people need to be come active and you know, walk outside with your children. So that's also another great thing that you can 
incorporate and get them just make sure they're not doing it together where they're see you know touching each other because kids like to touch each other and put your hands in their face and and their nose and stuff like that unfortunately they can't do that now anymore because at the end of the day i was walking um outside and i heard her mother say don't touch your face and touch your nose and put it in your mouth <laughs> and i thought well that's being a child and just like mommy's yelling at the child not to do it but yeah right now that's a precaution they need to take and uh mothers are on high alert to make sure that their kids don't do that and of course um the older you know boys are also you know they've got their silly things that they do so it's always a, a very difficult uh thing to do to to curb a child's normal touchy feeling thing that they do and uh and try and make it more safer now uh but i think it's doable when you calm down and you're able to manage this whole situation i think it's a, a great way to get kids involved and then you feeling like you have some sort of a a plan to go with this whole situation um the other thing i think uh, parents need to be also aware of is that it's difficult yes but at the same time you're going to start um having a new way of uh relating to your child and to the family and and your role as a mother and uh, and even fathers for that reason fathers have to become more hands-on now because they're going to be home and if they're home and working from home the child is not going to care about the fact that you're working they're like oh my goodness daddy's home it's an opportunity for me to bug daddy but of course when you have deadlines and things to complete before 3 p.m or before 2 p.m you're like, oh, I need to get this done. But it's always good for especially fathers or, or mothers who work from home and they're normally not home and now they have to be home to create some time within their schedule to spend time with the child, especially the young children, and play with them, read to them, and um, talk to them. And sometimes talking about silly things. It could be talking about silly putties or or play-doh or something like that and they they can come up with all kinds of conversations about play-doh that will surprise you and it's a great way to engage them and they feel like okay you know you're home but you're not ignoring me because i think that's what creates a problem when children feel they are being ignored and not being heard and um it hurts them and they feel like you know what's going on but once you give them the opportunity to talk to you and make them feel like they they matter to you, I think it's great because it, they start feeling like, wow, you know, this is wonderful. Dad is home and I can pay attention to him and he can pay attention to me and not shushing me away and saying, go away, go away, go away. But, you know, um, they find time for them and it makes kids feel really good and it's another way for them to bond with their parents and parents can feel really good knowing that they've given something like that to their child and it's it's just a great thing all around um kids are happier now <laughs> like i i'm expecting they're happier now because 
they have parents at home that they can play with more and talk more and see because they are available for them. Um, I know sometimes parents, especially parents who are normally out of the home, it will be stressful in the beginning, but it it will work out. It does work out. It becomes something that you get used to, even though it's not something you are used to, but you, you learn to become used to it and then make your schedules work around that. And then once you're able to do that, you feel more like uh, you become more productive because you know a time is carved out and then you've discussed with the, the family and say, hey, you know, do, during this time, this is what is needed. And you can know the fact that they're listening. Everybody's listening, you know, because in a situation like this, people tend to become much more observant and much more present because they're seeing that there's a different, that person is available. So the people tend to listen more, which is great. For the older kids, um, I'll discuss that um, in the next uh, 15 minutes. But right now, I, th- I think once people learn to adjust to this new form of living or relating to one another, we will begin to craft a new way of uh, accepting this change. You know, and it is a change. There's a lot of people who don't like change. That's okay. Um, This change is not going to be permanent. It's not something that will be forever, but it's something that is necessary for both um, yourself and others around you. So then we can all survive this, this epidemic that we are facing and grow to become better for it. That's one thing I think. Once we uh, learn more and more about the situation that we are in, we can figure out how to start um, creating the bonds that we need to get through this without the the usual modes of methods of bonding with one another to get through difficult situations. I think... um, one other thing is that uh, I think families need to make time to just spend together, not just with uh, a child with one parent or with the other parent, but together with whomever is present and let them know that, you know, now do do things a little different and it will be a welcoming thing for children and they will... Teenagers are, are a little different, but the young ones are just going to soak this up and enjoy it and make it fun. Um, and I always say, enjoy the moment with them because this is not going to last for long. And if you have a young child, this is the time you want to have the best time with them by playing and just being present with them. And being present like that is an amazing gift because they're going to remember this for the long haul and cherish it. These are the memories that they'll be talking about. So I think once people talk more with their kids and create these little, little bonding moments that they get, it's powerful and it's worth it. You know, this is the one thing that I'll say this virus has created, um, has given us a chance to be 
families to be together with our loved ones, especially with our children. And uh, I'll be back for the next minutes, few minutes to talk. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 